1: So excited to continue with Rich Hammer and also Dr. Jennifer Wiseman. And uh, as we look at uh, the images coming back from the Webb telescope and look into the galaxies and look into the universe, it's just, Fascinating, and we don't have to be afraid. We can actually lean into the discovery and say, This is going to show us more about God, deepen our understanding of God. And I want to go into something maybe, I don't know if it's controversial, but aliens. I get asked this as a pastor like, are we alone? Like, what happens if ET shows up? Like, is Jesus over if there's aliens? Really, people ask me this, and okay. being that I have the two of you here, I thought it'd be interesting <laughs> to, to put you on the spot and to be able to ask you about that.
0: Let me just start the conversation by saying we, we have an analogous situation that happened during the Age of Ex- Exploration when Portuguese and Spanish ships came to the New World. Uh, they were stunned to find a whole race of people here that were not described in Scripture, the Native Americans. And that sh- rattled the Catholic Church. The Church began to have these voyages include Jesuit priests, taking them to the New World to evangelize. Whoever these people were, they need Christ. And that be- that's why we see you know, uh, the Catholic Church as strong as it is in Central and South America. So I, I-, I think in the same way, if, if contact is made with an, uh, with an intelligent civilization, that's one idea to keep in mind. It's happened before. The Church weathered it by embracing these new humans uh, and bringing them into the faith.
1: Sure. So they were just like, we didn't know you were on the other side of the earth and it rocked our faith. And now we've got to try to figure it out. Yeah. So a great example. Um, I read an article that said NASA was like looking for theologians in case they were contacting other life forms. I would volunteer. I would, I would be on that group. I would, I could be part of the welcoming committee. <laughs> um, but it, it, so life like if something's discovered let me just say if something's discovered it doesn't negate our faith
2: we have a god who has populated our own planet with all kinds of diverse life right we're still finding species of weird life at the bottom of the ocean and in the weirdest places around this planet So it appears that God loves creativity. So personally, it wouldn't surprise me if however God has chosen to bring about life on this planet, God may have used those same processes to bring about life on other planets. And I think it would be beautiful and awesome. Now, that said, as we scientifically are starting to look beyond Earth, um, it's complicated because uh, on the one hand, we're starting to find that planets are common. You know, when I was in graduate school, we didn't know of any planets, you know, orbiting stars other than the ones around our sun. We thought there probably were, but we didn't have the tools to detect them. Those tools and techniques have improved in recent years so that we can detect planets around other stars. And in fact, these exoplanets, planets outside our solar system, we now know to be abundant. We know of thousands of exoplanetary systems now. And we can do the statistics, and it shows us that probably most stars in our galaxy have at least one planet. So we still have intriguing places to look scientifically for even simple life, and I'm excited
1: about that. But even if there was life that was discovered, what does that do for the Christian faith? Like if we discover uh, intelligent life somewhere, we, we do another telescope that's even more powerful or we understand something even beyond what we understand today and we find intelligent life, what happens to our faith if we discover life on another planet?
2: People have been thinking about this for, you know, as you said, for a long time about whether there could be life beyond earth and theologically even trying to figure out what that would mean. Because, you know, in our Christian faith, we think uh, specifically of the coming of God in Jesus Christ to planet earth. What would that mean if we found Advanced life in some other planet who also had the kind of moral failings that we have and needed redemption Would God go visit them too? Christ is God's savior of the universe But we don't have the details about how that exactly might affect and bless life beyond earth because we don't know what that life needs
1: we know that man is on planet earth and we know that man has sinned and fallen short and we know that god has created a way for them to be forgiven through his son, Jesus Christ. And I'm leaning into that right there. If you're looking for life out there, guess what? Life is next to you. Life Mm. is all around you. Your neighbor needs to hear this message. The people on every continent need to hear this message. And so let's be curious about what's out there and let's be responsible for what's right here. Exactly. and, And be curious and responsible and let's let people know that Jesus loves them. Well, welcome to week two of Let There Be Light, and it is true, I do get asked by people all the time about aliens and other, we had our pastor's conference just the other week and I did Q&A session and first question, very first question, if Elon Musk gets us to Mars, do we need to send an evangelist? First question, I thought he was kidding and I was like, is he kidding? And then I said, don't worry about it, just send evangelists all over the world, like just send them here. And then after that question, I was like, Is there intelligent life on earth? I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, that guy's asking. it. But anyways, uh, I love the uh, summary that just came to me in that video. I want us to be curious about is there something else out there? But I want us to be responsible for what we know is all around us. Let's be responsible to reach the people that are around around us. So let's look at this. Does the Bible say anything about, you know, aliens or anything about that? Does it say... And so I wanna read one verse and then I wanna jump into some current thought and then get into the other Bible verses. But Isaiah 45, 18, this is what the Lord says, he who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. We know this, that God made the earth and right there the Bible tells us He made it to be inhabited. Doesn't say anything else about any other planets, all right? Even though we now know that there are thousands upon thousands of planets. And it's kind of mind-boggling to think about it that 100 years ago, we didn't know about, when she was in graduate school, we didn't know for sure, we didn't have the technology, but it's advancing so fast. And so people are wondering, like, well, with all these other planets... Um, are, are there aliens? Is there other things? So if you think it's weird that I'm preaching on this, by the way, um, theologians have speculated on this for centuries, all right? And America is really getting into this. The the growing number and percentage of people that believe in aliens and even things this past week, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm preaching on something or it's our series, I just see, the, you know, I'm like, look at that headline of that article. Look at that, look at that. And it's jumping out. Like, you may not realize this, but... Royce White this week, who's running for Congress in Minnesota, um, who was a basketball player in the NBA and everything, um, he actually, this week, released a video like, I think this is a UFO. He's running for Congress in Minnesota. Of course he is, all right, Minnesota, all right. <laughs> Jesse Ventura, all right, got, all right, we got you covered, all right. Um, uh, and I don't even know who he's for, all right. But, um, and then, of course, China, China just this week, China this week just said, we believe that our sky-eye telescope has picked up alien signals. I mean, so I'm seeing it all around me. And so it's happening and it's, it's right here. And I found this, Pew Research in 2021 found out that 65% of Americans believe there's intelligent life outside of Earth. 51% believe in UFO, the UFO reporting by the military. 17% believe UFOs are friendly. Seven percent believe they're hostile, and seventy-four percent believe they're neither. And I'm like, are they not watching space movies? I mean, they're always like hostile, right? You know, I mean, other than ET. I mean, like, anyways, seventy-six um, percent of adults under thirty say life exists outside of Earth. Fifty-seven percent of those fifty and over, a little more skeptical, say it doesn't. All right, and 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 interesting. I found another poll this week. Eighty-one percent of Americans believe in God. And that's down from 90% in 2011. And that fell six points in one year. It fell six points in one. This last year was terrible for people believing in God. Went down six points, and yet aliens are climbing like almost double digits each year. And uh, I I think we have work to do to tell the world about the, the God that exists that we serve that created all this. They're fascinated and more curious than they are responsible with understanding who God is. And I think the church has to step up. Now, um, with all this, uh, atheists have been just um, really uh, optimistic and just eager to try to find anything because if they can find anything that says that there's life on other planets, um, atheists believe that, like these aliens, it will show that like this spontaneous creation that God spoke in the biblical account, like, see? It didn't just, like, it could happen anywhere, and it just evolved, it just could happen anywhere. And so there's just this desire to go after it and try to prove, like, there are things. Now, I'm gonna get into the Word of God, but I wanna give some current thoughts, and Richard Hammer was so gracious, he was able to give me some more of his notes from a presentation that he did, and uh, I said, I think we want you to come and do a bonus session for us and talked about this, but... I asked him, I said, do you really believe that there's aliens out there? He said, I I do not believe that there's aliens out there. Now he said, my faith will not be shattered if there are, but I don't believe it, and here's why. So I'm gonna give you the here's why, all right? First of all, an Oxford study in 2018 gave it a 97% probability, we're it, we're it. I mean, people at Oxford, smart people, they looked at the mathematical possibility, they said 97% we're it, this is it. God created the earth to be inhabited, and it's inhabited by you and I and people on this earth that need Jesus, that's it. And then also there's uh, Fermi's paradox. Uh, Fermi was a physicist and Nobel laureate and he was discussing alien life and he most famously said this, like if there is alien life, then where is everyone? Where is everyone? Like the, if there, it's out there, where is it? But there's also been radio searches that have been going on for years and years and years, for 60 years We've been sending radio waves and monitoring radio waves and saying, is there anything out there? There's the SETI group, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And for 60 years, nothing, nothing, nothing. Listening, nothing, nothing, nothing. And now China says, we think we hear something. But if you dig deeper into the article, this is what it says. There's a high chance the signal could just be radio interference. How many think China just wanted a headline? Yeah. Okay, but there's more. There's the Kardashev scale. Nikolai Kardashev was an astrophysicist that died in 2019. And he said civilizations that are advanced would emit infrared radiation. We would be able to see that right now. And we're not seeing any infrared radiation being emitted anywhere else. Okay, it's not happening. Penn State studied 100,000 galaxies in 2015 and said... Not out there. It's not out there. We've studied 100,000 of them. Then there's also the Silurian hypothesis. I mean, how many think, like, uh, he gave me some of his notes. I'm like, we need to have you in. We need to have you do that. You're like, all right. But there, there's advanced civilizations, if they would have ever been here, would have left things behind. They would have left things behind. And so if you're ever talking, like, where are they? They're not left behind. There's not the artifacts that are there. And matter of fact, in any... Um, two-body system, there are five uh, Lagrangian points in any two-body system where gravity is neutralized in L4 and L5. There's nothing in those spots. If their intelligent life was here, they would have left things behind in L4 and L5. And by the way, um, NASA has like seven satellites in L2. They've just parked them there. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And by the way, during COVID, how many were aware that the CIA did a massive dump on UFOs and and things like that. How many are aware? Yeah, the rest of us were worried, do I wear a mask this week, do I not wear, what's the rules, can I go to that restaurant? The CIA, like you didn't realize this, the COVID relief bill, in the COVID relief bill was slipped in that the CIA had to release their documents about UFOs and aliens and most of us missed it. It went right by. Richard Hammer read it all, 2,500 pages. He's like, I read it all, and at the end of it, the CIA says, yeah, we can explain it all. Like, people have these statements, but it can be explained. But all the documents, everything that people are like, I wanna get my hands on that, some of you are like, all right, COVID was maybe good for something. All right, you know, you're like, all right. You'll get to read it now, but you can see it. And yet, so many people optimistically persist. Is there something out there? Is there anyone else beside us? Where are they? Will we find them? And, and, and as they look around there, even right now, the Webb Telescope, uh, that's why I was so excited about this series was because people are saying, will we be able to look back in time? Will we be able to find other life? The Webb Telescope is looking for methane because if they can find it, methane equals hopes of life. So they're looking and they're trying to see is there anything out there now, some people get overly optimistic with the Bible and actually twist scriptures. Some of you are like, well, I've heard some things about aliens in there. They are twisting scripture. Some people will go to Genesis chapter six and they'll look at verse four and they'll talk about the, the Nephilim. And these are known as either giants or fallen angels, but they'll say they're aliens and they're not, okay? And theologians still can't fully figure that out, but they're not aliens, but they'll twist it. Some will twist Ezekiel's writing in Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 15 to 18. And this is Ezekiel. He's having a vision, and people are saying, here it is. It's aliens. But it's not aliens, but it does sound weird. He says this, as I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground besides each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the creature faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. Their rims were high and awesome, and all the four rims were full of eyes all around. So it's kind of like, people are like, see, there it is. No, again, people are just stretching. I don't know if you've ever heard these things. And even Zechariah in chapter 5, verse 1, it talks about seeing a flying scroll. People are like, there it is. No, they're just stretching. They're just stretching. They're just looking for something that really isn't there. As I looked for aliens in the Bible, I did find one strong mention of it that we should be aware of. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, it says, when it's talking about the great men and women of faith, it says, all these died in faith. They did not receive what had been promised, but saw it and greeted it from afar and acknowledged themselves to be strangers and aliens on earth. Did you know this? This world is not our home. This world is not our home. This world is not our ending place. This world, like we are going to be in his presence in heaven. And the Bible says we're supposed to live like aliens. And and a lot of us are way too comfortable here. But this is not our home. But that's a whole other sermon, all right? Now, when I see in the word of God, I believe that we are unique. Like I read in Isaiah 45, that the Lord created earth to be inhabited. We are unique. The Bible doesn't speak of any other people or aliens. It doesn't say that there's other people on other planets at all. It doesn't say that. And this is interesting. I discovered this. Whenever the Bible uses heavens and earth, it always uses plural heavens and one earth. It's it's interesting that it's like it's talking about the heavens. The heavens, it it doesn't just say heaven declares your glory. It says the heavens. And as we get more and more powerful telescopes, it's kind of like, wow, like what is heaven, the heavens? What is it like? But it all says the earth. It even talks about the earth being the Lord's footstool. Like he's, he's, this is it. Like this is the spot. And think about this. When it talks about where God's presence is, he doesn't say, like, my presence is all around it. I've got places that I rest and go to vacation at and I, you know, I relax over there. You know what he, he says? He says, my presence is here. He put his actual presence, his, the temple and the Holy of Holies and God's presence was in Jerusalem. Think there's something special about the planet that we live on the, the place that we're at, there's something special that God would say, this is where my presence came and dwelt among you. And then none of that talks about him sending Jesus to earth, to this place. There's something special about right here, right now. Now, I, I wanted to ask even more questions of, of our experts, and even they were just like, all right, we'll give you a little bit more, but... We're almost certain this is it. This is it. This is what we should be concerned about. You know, and, and you, I, I don't care what latest book or movie or uh, headline at the supermarket that you see. It, this, it, this is it, what we should be concerned about. But even if we find anything, it will not negate our faith. The good news for this is that even if we find anything else out there, and, and, and I, people ask me, like, what do you think? I was like, I don't think there's anything else out there. But even if there is, even if I'm wrong, and we do find something out there, it doesn't negate this, and, and, and I know this, that the good news of Jesus Christ would be good enough for them and good enough for us. And I'm not the first one to think of this. A theologian, John Owen, around 1650, right in that era, said this. If there were a thousand worlds, the gospel of Christ might, upon this ground, be preached to them all, there being enough in Christ for the salvation of them all, I mean, he's like speculating. Like, it, it, Jesus is good enough for anybody and everyone and anything. But I thought about this: what if, what if Webb finds a plant? Like, if you, I don't. Maybe you don't think about this. You're like, I really don't think about this. Again, I had uh, uh, breakfast with my mom this week, and you know, of course, I asked her about, you know, if she thinks about creation and how it got here. She goes, "You gonna ask me about aliens?" I'm like, "Sure, mom. Let's go. All right." She goes, don't think about that much either. All right, all right, there you go. So that's all she said. I don't think about it. She said, I got enough to worry about this one right here. I don't need to worry about aliens out there. All right. But what if Webb finds a plant on a planet? Are we okay? Like if they find a plant on a planet, they're like, aha, there's a plant there. I'll be like, God has a nursery on that planet. I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with it. I'm not, it's not gonna take away my faith. But what if we find intelligent life? I mean like we're good we'll have lots of questions but we're good okay if we find anyone or anything else we can be certain of this one thing that they were made by God and for God's glory last week I talked about everything was made with a purpose and a function and I believe this everything that God has made was made for his glory and so, if there's something out there, and again, I don't think there is. All right, and and I, you know, whenever you do a sermon like this, you're like, please don't edit this and cut things out. And also, next thing you know, I'm in the next Carl Sagan. You know, all right, you know, it was like I'm not. But um, I, I, I believe that everything that God creates brings Him glory, and anything that is out there that we will discover with this telescope is not going to negate our faith, faith, but give us a new way to say that's for Your glory. That's for your glory. That planet we didn't know exists, for your glory. That star, for your glory. That whole galaxy, for your glory. That whatever life form we find, for your glory, for your honor. We, it's there for that. And as I, you know, got to thinking about this, my mind, my active mind just started going with this. If there's aliens on other planets and they don't praise God... Will the rocks in the Andromeda galaxy praise him? I just was wondering about that. If they don't pray, like, will they? And I will tell you this. I don't know that, but I know this. I'm not going to let our rocks out praise us. I'm not going to let moon rocks out praise us. I'm not going to let pop rocks out praise us. I'm going to praise the Lord of lords, all right? I'm going to praise him. Now, I'll kind of wrap this up here um, I was asking them, and I, I wish you could have gone to lunch with us as well. Cameras were off, and we were just talking. And I said this, um, do you think there would be sin on other planets? Do you think there would be sin? Like, if there's something out there. And again, don't think there is. But if there was, do you think there would be sin out there? And we didn't, we didn't know. We, we, we were kind of in agreement, like, yeah, probably, probably, you know, that they would blow it. And I found this when I was researching this. Like, if we blew it, they blow it too, you know? I found this from CM Ward. And he was an old preacher in the Assemblies of God. And he said, uh, I believe that there's life on other planets. We'll find moral contamination there, just like on earth. They asked him, like, why? How do you believe that? And this is the quote. He said, sin was not new when it touched earth. It had already made its mark on other worlds. And he was saying about heaven, that if the devil could be in the presence of God and in his presence and right there, and still introduce sin and do that, then, think about it, it wasn't original, like it had already started. And he said they would have contamination too. And so as we look at this, I, I just know this, that earth has plenty of contamination, earth has plenty of problems, and I, I want you to understand this. As we close, we know that there's intelligent life here. And I love, again, that line that just came to me as we were talking, I want us to be curious but I want want us to be responsible. We can be curious about what's out there. We can entertain these thoughts. Maybe somebody's going to talk about this. Maybe all these things that were just shared, you're like, why'd you even share that? Maybe it's because somebody you're going to talk to is going to argue this, and you're going to have this, and then that's going to lead you being able to bridge the gap to them and where they're at on this planet. Maybe their curiosity will help you be responsible to share your faith with them so they can know that this life matters. This life is all we get, an opportunity to say yes to Jesus right here. And I want us to be curious about what's out there, but I want us to be responsible for the 42% of the world that has never heard the message of Jesus. 42% of the world has never heard. So before we go boarding any spaceships, let's get on an airplane. Let's go on a global team. Let's answer the call. Let's send the 500. Let's do whatever we can to reach our neighbors, to reach our coworkers, to reach those far away from God and say, we don't know what's out there, but we know you're right there in front of us. And we know that God sent his son to die for you, to pay the price for you. And we want to share the good news of Jesus Christ with you. So Lord, I'm just praying that right now, that as we end this just even fun thought about is there life out there only you know and we discover bit by bit things about the universe but we do know this we do know that we have been forgiven we do know that we've been given grace we do know that we have a joy that's unspeakable we do know that we're living differently and we have peace that passes all understanding We know that we live differently. We know all these things. And so God, with that knowledge of you as our Lord and Savior, help us to be responsible to reach the people that are all around us. Help us to truly live like aliens, like the word says. Strangers and aliens, not getting so comfortable with this world that if we forget the mission that we're on, the mission that we're on, to lead people into that authentic, life-changing relationship with you, to introduce you to them as Lord and Savior. Help us to live that way, responsible to bring this message to the world. So thank you, God, for the life on this planet that you created to be inhabited with beautiful people made in your image that we are responsible to reach, and help us, God, to live in that way, to make the sacrifice, to make the, to make the effort, to do whatever we can, to reach those that are far away from you so they can be forgiven and made new as your sons and daughters. So give us the strength, the courage, the tenacity, the boldness, and the ability to go into all the world and preach the message of Jesus Christ until you return. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.